what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot under Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for this week, Nick Davey, and delighted to be joined by Stephen Jackson. Oh, hello for having me again. Uh, thanks for having me again, Nick. I'm looking forward to uh, talking on, with you on the show about another um, Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. It's been a while since we last uh, did a review together. <laughs> yeah, I think we worked out off air. It was the 25th of October uh, last year. So, yeah, way, way too long for uh, for, well, for our liking. Uh, it's obviously always a pleasure to have you on, mate. So, no, we're, uh, we're delighted to have you on and to, um, yeah, as I say, review review Impact Rebellion. But uh, overall, how have you been over the last sort of few months, mate? Yeah, I've been really, really well, thankfully. Yeah, um, you know, the nice. It's, it's weird to think the world of wrestling's changed so much as well. It's like, you know, Vince <laughs> went and then he's come back and he's sold and uh, the, the, the uh, WWE and UFC have merged. Um, and yeah, just been, you know, been really, really well. Um, I gave blood for the first time, which was oh, exciting. Yeah, so um, it didn't hurt, actually, when I gave it. It only took, the actual process itself took an hour, but I thought that I'd be me sat there giving the blood when actually took that, that took five minutes. <laughs> and did, did you was, get your Did you get your biscuit after? I did. Yeah, I got a biscuit. Yeah. I got a biscuit of crisps and I got some lemon squash, so it was all good. And oh I got, wow! Yeah, I know. Yeah, I got um, I got really treated, and um, yeah, I got a um, a, one of my do- well donor card now, so I know what my blood group is and everything, which is all positive. Which I found out is one of the most sought after blood groups, which was really cool. So. It tells you actually as well if anyone is just listening out of interest. If anyone does want to give blood, the cool thing is is that now um, the technology allows you to, um, or what they've got in place allows it to tell you where the blood has actually gone to. So it said it had gone to three hospital, sorry, gone to a hospital in I believe it was Grassington. It had gone to three different people because it's the most sought after blood group. So it's pretty pretty impressive to know that you know sitting there for about ten minutes can do such a you know important thing. So. That was pretty cool to finally do. But yeah, other than that, really, really well. Thank you, Nick. How are you? I'm very good, thank you, mate. As I say, I've uh, I, I, you're making me sort of feel a bit bad now because I can't I can't sort of say I've done anything that uh, yeah that honourable to uh, to the British, <laughs> to the public. I mean, I, I always say this because I've got a friend at football who does it uh, well as much time as I guess allows him to in terms of how I don't know there's like a, a gap that you have to leave from when you can last do it but he, he always does it and uh, yeah I, I really should do it because I've had sort of in the past family members who have relied on people like yourself who have given it so no I I really really do need to do it so um, and yeah like you say apparently as well as, as the uh, yeah a bit of a swing for doing it apparently yeah the, everyone always says the biscuit is the nicest biscuit you will have after you've had it I don't know why it is but apparently after you give him blood it's just the nicest thing that to eat <laughs> it was after Kit Kat you give him blood. It oh, was my, fa- my favourite my favourite you're brilliant yeah so I had a Kit Kat it was great yeah and I agree with that uh, that statement yeah absolutely yeah give me a craving um, now for a lemon squash as well I used to love that one I haven't had that for years now I've got a craving <laughs> it was for really it was really nice <laughs> I'm just on my boring water this evening, so now, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, that's, that's really, that's, that is great of you, mate. 
And as I say, anyone listening and thinking to go and do it, then 100%, I, I need to do it as well. And I will, I will make a thing. When I do it, I will upload it to Twitter to prove I've done it. And I will tag BBG Wrestling in as well, just to so I prove I've done it with a picture. So, um, no, that'll be a late New Year's resolution. How's that? Yeah, that'll, that's a good one. Um, a mid-year that. resolution, we'll call it. I know we're a few, couple of months away from the mid-year, but yeah, an early mid-year resolution, we'll call it. A spring statement. Spring yeah, that's a, yeah, exactly that. Exactly. Change of the weather now. Yeah, I need to do science well. I say change of weather. It's still pretty. I went for a... I went to a nip to the supermarket after work. It was still freezing cold. I don't know where you are, but it was still... Yeah. It's dipped and peaked. It's yeah. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it was beautiful. Yes, yeah. it was beautiful. But as I say, I walked out and it was just, yeah, cold. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's dipping and peaking. It's a lovely evening here. I actually don't know how cold it actually or, or the temperature outside, but it's um, it's definitely been cold at points and um, you know, really, really hot. Easter weekend was really, really warm and nice. Yeah. so I'd like a bit yeah, more well. of that really. Um, but it's lovely that it's getting well. It's it's light looking out of the window now. I'm glad to uh to see so. It's uh, it's on the right. It's it's in the right direction, thankfully. It's getting warmer and what well, say warmer. It's getting brighter and lighter. So hopefully it'll get warmer down there with you as well as it is with me. Hundred <laughs> percent. I can't wait. Really looking forward. To it. I think as well we had had this before we get into rest. So we had this, had this chat at work the other day. Of hang, I think there is generally like a, I think like almost like a chemical, isn't there? Like naturally in the morning when you wake up and you 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 have got your sun sort of shining on you. You you just naturally do just go in that better mood. Don't there definitely is something and as I say there's a chemical or something and I know these scientists sometimes say there is but yeah vitamin D they call it yeah vitamin D we'll go with that it definitely <laughs> does have a mental impact for, 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 for everyone I'm sure it really does I agree with that and um, I think it's just as well like in the evenings like now it's just nice just being able to, like at this time in the evening for me anyway sort of seeing the sun kind of going down and being able to enjoy the evening and seeing it makes a big mm. difference as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it's just suddenly come pitch black. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's like exactly a bit that. of an evening there. It's, it's nice as that. So um, it just makes you feel a lot more restful and chilled, I think, than it's suddenly oh, going of course it does. darkness. Yeah. 100%, mate, 100%. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, we, as I say, we've got, um, yeah, we obviously again, I haven't actually addressed it yet. We haven't got Chris or, um, uh, Lance to, uh, with us this evening now. So yeah, we actually, and it's all sorts of lessons. Yeah, we haven't actually had a couple of shows, um, due to all manner of things. I think it's been a trend of quite a few wrestling podcasts. I don't know if it's just the post mania of people just trying to give themselves a bit of time off or, or what have you. But <laughs> I, I've noticed the trend around a few sort of podcasts that everyone's gone a bit quiet on some of their work and it's starting to pick up again. But, um, yeah, no, as I say, Chris is very busy at work and we won't see Chris back sadly until um after the election so believe that's sort of the second week of May I want to say yeah um so as I say hopefully Chris is listening to the show though uh whilst yeah working tirelessly for all his uh, uh all his paperwork and whatnot so um yeah shout out to Chris and we'll say we do miss you and we're looking forward to having you that next month and um Lance who actually again is still um yeah so busy as well with his own wrestling uh, yeah he's got a lot of shows coming up but I actually am going to be seeing Lance hopefully on Sunday as Brighton take on United in the FA Cup oh um, nice obviously I'll be supporting Brighton he's supporting United so we have been messaging today about hopefully trying to meet up for a drink or something before kickoff. um so 
yeah, we'll be sure to um, we'll be sure to uh, put a photo on Twitter. But so we, we won't be we won't be seeing each other after. I can sure because we no, I, I, I won't want to talk to me. Won't want to talk to me after, regardless of what the what the result is. I can sure. The calm before the storm. Absolutely, that's where it'll be. Well, yeah, I'm glad that I support Huddersfield in that situation. And all that <laughs> is, yeah, and uh, we won't we won't go into that because that's the. Oh, you've got my the, favorite. Uh, you've got the best manager in the world managing you at the moment. In I know we so, have. Yeah, yeah, I can at least go for that. Yeah, um, things have improved. On that front but uh but yeah so that'll be exciting though that's a that's an exciting um you know experience as well so i hope i, I wish you both the best in the uh in the upcoming uh fa cup draw and i hope this yeah. is shed <laughs> no but you secretly hope brighton are gonna win though don't you i do yeah yeah, yeah. good man yeah he says he says well uh you know placing a bet on man united while i'm talking to <laughs> Absolutely, that would be a, yeah. As I say, hopefully a really good game as well on on Sunday. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. As I say, Impact um, Impact Rebellion. Um, funny enough, it'll be as I say. This was the third Rebellion. I think I've what? Oh no, fourth actually. Fourth fourth one. One. Yeah. Well, as I, say, I started watching Impact, it was I, know, I think I probably say this every time we do an Impact review. It was the uh, sort of the crossover, the first crossover between AEW and Rebellion towards the end of 2020. So you yeah, know, it is actually it is my third Impact Rebellion. Um, yeah, 2020, end of 2020, when Omega obviously um, well won the AEW Championship and then started appearing on Impact. So that's what got me and I've not looked back since so uh, I don't think I've missed an Impact pay-per-view since then so um, I'd like to say I've become one I've become a, an Impact uh, uh, yeah an Impact a proper Impact fan um, since then so but um, yeah I mean what are your overall thoughts of, uh, of the show mate? Yeah I thought I will just say as well just because we were off edge before we get into Rebellion um, talking just before you did start about the Wrestlemania um, weekend uh, yep. it was just because I unfortunately due to work wasn't able to make it on but um, and I did really want to come on, like I said, off air. Um, I thought that WrestleMania weekend was fantastic. I thought there were so many great shows. And I believe, for me, that night one of WrestleMania is probably my second favourite WrestleMania of all time, which is only topped by WrestleMania 17, because it's WrestleMania 17. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that, because, yeah, I, would, I feel like that weekend... I think I had every emotion under the sun of wrestling, I think. I literally went from when I was watching, because I watched night one on Sunday morning, didn't see any spoilers as well. Oh, yeah. I was so... Actually, I did see one. I saw that Ripley won the title. So I I kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, But I was so buzzed. I was sort of... Funny enough, this was literally... The first thing I thought was when we said about the show, Triple H taking over, I said, this is exactly what I'm hoping will happen by WrestleMania time. I hope I really have got the buzz back for it all. And I was so buzzing. I said, as you rightfully said, I think it was probably my favourite Mania since WrestleMania 17. Um, loved every match. I thought everything was just, yeah, done to perfection. Uh, no complaints from any of it. Say, so main event, one of my favourite tag team matches, which is something that you, I say, unheard of with WWE. Oh, um, match. Yeah. And then night, night two again. Loved the start of it. Loved everything about it. Then the main event, I, I think I was just so wanted someone to win that I was sort of a bit almost distraught watching it. I mean, it, but then I suppose that's the good thing about it, the fact that I was so, again, you're vested into it. I mean, obviously, yes, there's, you can obviously say whatever you want about the booking. I think they got it wrong, still do to this, to this very second. <laughs> but still, I was like, okay, well, 
here we go. It, it's still, I'm still interested to see what they're going to do going forward. There was enough on there. To, there was obviously we saw the amazing triple threat match. Then the Raw after Mania, I went from, as I say, Saturday's excitement or Sunday morning excitement after I watched that show to seeing that absolute turd of a show. I mean, one of the worst was <laughs> I have to say. I mean, I have to say it was diabolical. Then not even that. Then so reading all the reports that Morals back to an all-time low. Vince is back. Apparently, yeah. there's talk that I mean, that, that, I don't know how true this is that Triple H was unaware. Triple H came back to find Vince in his chair after doing that promo of the Raw, which I'd heard that. <laughs> but whilst there, not only that, but scribbling almost like childishly scribbling out stuff that was on the show to then change stuff on on air. So it did feel like the dark days were well and truly back, and then. Yeah, as you say, you went, I went from, yeah, all of those emotions to, well, yeah, from so buzzing, so excited, so, yeah, joy, joyous of, of this to, well, I'm done. <laughs> and then, luckily, there's been, yeah, okay, but yeah, that's, that's my lot for WWE for now, but, yeah, I think, I, I think I do speak for a large portion of fans out there from reading, well, just only, you have to, only have to browse Twitter, I think, to see that, yeah. like, the same opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I will say as well, the the other thing, what um I was really pleased about outside of wrestling, I completely agree with your thoughts on it completely. Um, and you know, I think after the whole build up of the bloodline storyline and Sammy mm. and Kevin Owens and Cody and it it should have been the fairy tale as we all want to happen, but it wasn't. But then again, sometimes things happen and then we sort of they turn in a different direction, don't they? So we'll. But then again, different direction in that, you know, the company's been bought and, you know, the merger with UFC and everything like that. So it's interesting. Um, but I will say that one, one thing what I was very, um, sort of humbled about uh, and probably one of the favorite things of that weekend, probably arguably as well, like, um, when it comes to the, the Hall of Fame was, um, Rey Mysterio being inducted and his, um, yeah. speech and everything because he's one of the, as I've spoken about before on the show, but you know, when I heard he was being inducted, I did feel very, um, I, I, as silly as it sounds, I felt very emotional given that he's probably um, one of the first wrestlers I actually properly got invested into and it felt like a massive moment. And when I heard his speech and, you know, talking about his, his wife and, you know, the great little bit with Dominic and the, uh, you know, the judgment day when they walked out and yeah. I, I thought it was such a, I thought it was such a re, cause sometimes the Hall of Fame doesn't necessarily, they kind of mix it in, don't they? But I thought it was really nicely and cleverly done. And um, I just yeah. thought that was another highlight of the weekend for me and that it did feel like a, it really meant a lot to Ray to go in and being a long-time fan of his to see him go in and him be so complimentary of so many people and, you know, the respect of his uh, peers and everything. It just was a great moment as well for me in that, you know, in that regard. Probably the last great... Um, Hall of Fame sort of induction for me probably since in in that regard of like a personal sense probably since Scott Hall Razor Ramon probably for me in that regard from of a wrestler who I was really invested in um, so that was cool as well just because like I said I just want to share those little thoughts before we got on to Rebellion just that I, like I said I did see Wrestlemania and um, the weekend of shows there were lots of shows as well but just point out Wrestlemania just because like I said I wasn't able to come on the review um, just before we start um, talking about Rebellion. No, absolutely. As I say, it's our first show that we've actually done since 
uh, WrestleMania. So no, I think we had to give it a mention. So I'm grateful for you already. Uh, already a carrying me through the show. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was I just got right through it and it allowed me to vent as well about the, uh, the night <laughs> after WrestleMania. So. Uh, at least I'm in, at least I've got my negativity out of the way. So absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, getting back oh, to Rebellion, I thought it was a, thought it was a fun show. I, I there were bits of it. What I, I think it's an interesting one where there were bits of it what surprised me. There were bits of it what disappointed me. But there were bits of it which um, I sort of expected, if that makes sense. So it was like a middle show. Yeah. It was like I know ne- I didn't feel or like sort of overwhelming happiness that I'd seen the best show ever but then again I didn't feel like I'd seen a terrible show which I don't want to watch anymore it was kind of a very for me a middle of the road show but there were some great great matches some great um, moments on this show which you know we'll obviously get into but um, how about you what did you think of it yeah I feel as well I think I think it's well to give Impact and Scott the more a bit of credit and a bit of leeway with this I think they always had the well it didn't help the fact that two of our champions had to vacate titles going into it which is a very incredibly unique situation to happen um, which is almost unheard of that the two yeah. ma- major matches did have to would be obviously almost be changed last minute um, and two of their biggest stars arguably in the company getting injured no less as well so Already, I do believe they had almost like had a backhand to that. So if if it, if it was going to be a, a terrible show, which it wasn't, they could always obviously say, use that as an excuse almost. But yeah. I thought it was good, as you rightfully said. I don't think it's it's the best impact pay per view we've ever seen, and and I'm, uh, I'd, uh, I'm certainly going to say, oh yeah, every, every match was. I'm going to go back and watch or anything like that. But I feel like it did the job in certain areas. And like, I like you get a lot with Impact, which I'm always quick to praise whenever uh, we talk about wrestling promotions. What I like with Impact is they um, they sort of almost cover quite a lot of bases. With uh, yeah. you have something for everyone. You have like your yeah, your really good yeah, like this. Uh, that. I know mean, we'll get into it, but there was like your yeah, your good wrestling matches, your crazy matches, your storylines that have hit sort of almost that blood level sort of thing, um, and then your, your your major matches which have a big fight feel sort of thing. So. I do always feel though they do cover the right sort of basis to sort of to have that bit of bit of everything for for, for everyone if that makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree. You definitely. Uh, what I would say is you definitely get your money's worth of an impact pay per view. You know, it's filled from start to finish with action. Um, nothing is sort of filler, and like you said, there's something for everybody. And the production as well. Like I've mentioned this before to, to you and on the show before, but. I always think the production of Impact pay-per-views is fantastic, and I'm really pleased that they were back at the Rebel. I was excited they were back at the Rebel Complex because that venue is—it's an intimate venue, but it's got such great lighting, it's got such great atmosphere, it's got such great um, aesthetics. You know, like the ceiling lights and everything, and the um, you know, like the actual visuals and stuff like that. You know, I think it really adds to the atmosphere because you know, I think sometimes um, certain venues for wrestling shows can be a bit um, underwhelming, I think. I don't think they kind of get across that sort of level of it being, you know, like a a major show. But I always feel, although the Rebel Complex is a smaller venue in terms of the amount of fans it can fit into it, it's got that big sort of, you know, grand lights and, you know, staging and stuff, which I really like as well. So vibrant. It's a vibrant arena, you know, to wrestling. I expect the wrestlers feel that as well. Um, so that was cool as well, but yeah, I completely agree with you and um, what you've what you've just said then as well there. Um, so yeah, I thought it was like I said a, 
an interesting show, but definitely one which had something for everybody, um, which I think is a vital thing you've got to have. Absolutely, and uh, well, uh, it wouldn't be an Impact pay-per-view without an Ultimate X match, that's where obviously how they started <laughs> the show off, uh, and it was for the, I think it's the first time I've actually seen an Ultimate X in a tag team title match um, there, so um, I don't know, if, uh, yeah, since I've started watching the promotion, I can't personally think of one, I mean, there might be some, I don't know, there might have been one in recent years that I'm forgetting about, but uh, either way, it was a yeah really good opening to the show, I thought, um, yeah, between two, obviously, I mean, this is something that you can just put a guarantee that it's going to deliver a sensible opener to the show uh, between Ace Austin and Chris Bay from the, obviously the, the, uh, the Bullet Club against uh, the, Motor City, the Motor City Machine Guns and um, yeah I think as you'd expect a really sort of uh, yeah, quick back and forth um, obviously uh, again re- a really enjoyable Ultimate X match not going to say the best Ultimate X match of all time but um, as I say I thought you know really enjoyable and a good start to the show and um I suppose, yeah, I, I, I was a little bit surprised with the winners, to be honest with this. I just thought, yeah. I couldn't see the, I thought the Motor, Motor City Machine Guns would keep the belts for a fair bit of time. But, uh, yeah, I think with the, um, with the Bullet, with Bullet Club winning, it's quite interesting as well, especially with, um, as we're seeing, well, I think they've already announced as well. What's more interesting about this for me is the fact they've already announced there's going to be another multiverse of universe, uh, multi card of universe matches uh, in August between Impact and New Japan. Obviously, next in a couple of months' time, you've got New Japan and AEW's uh, crossover. So, yeah. I think yeah, just sort of sets up quite interesting what they might, what who what, what what they might do with the belts going forward. But uh, no, good open to the show, I thought. Yeah, I thought this was. There have been other. Ultimate X tag team matches, and I think. Um, Sorry, the, I was just here to say in, in my time of watching, I should, oh, have, yeah, yeah. I should, have, yeah, should have made that abundantly clear. No, that's oh, my. No, no, yeah, no, that's my fault. Oh no, 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 it's, no, it's fine. Because I was just about to say there have there have been other ones, but there is a point. What I was just about to say is that there have been other ones, but I have found that those ones have been very um, sort of the, the the difficulty with Ultimate X is that um, it can it can be a bit formulaic and they've always felt a little bit formulaic in certain aspects of those previous matches. Whereas for this one, what I loved is one thing I did. I loved the finish. I thought the finish, yeah. cause it came out of nowhere and I thought it was fantastic. I thought the way that, um, ABC worked together to get the belts was brilliant. And the fact as well, even though I think it was kind of not intended, but Chris Bay was having to bite the belts to get them to Ace Austin yeah. right at the end with, Ale- uh, I believe it was Alex Shelley who was on his tails. I thought it was, br- I just thought it was a brilliant out of the blue finish. What really caught me by surprise. And I thought that was really cleverly done. Um, and also the thing I loved about this is that, um, they were doing the thing where it, it was that thing. Well, the motor, motor city machine guns were doing the thing where they were, um, trying, one of them would distract, uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay to then get up to the, you know, to the, to the, um, row, sorry, to the cables to then try and get the belts. It wasn't a case of like they were all just going up, they were doing things. It was like there was a bit of creativity involved, which I enjoyed. Um, and also it's interesting, but I always felt like I'd seen Chris Bay and Ace Austin separately as wrestlers and I thought to myself, they're really good, but there's something missing. And some, I was thinking about this before, after I watched the show, but it's interesting how certain wrestlers sometimes thrive when they're out of a tag team because they're able to kind of go and, you know, do their own thing. Whereas some wrestlers thrive even stronger 
when they're mixed with somebody else to be able to bring out the best in them. And Ace Austin and Chris Bay just work so well with one another. Their styles mesh so beautifully that it was just like, you know, poetry in motion. I mean, some of the stuff they were doing, because their styles are very athletic. And I loved the bit with um, Chris Bay when he did the, um, he did like the moonsault off the uh, ring uh, post, you know, onto, I think it was Chris Saban where he ran up the, he ran up the ring, uh, sorry, the turnbuckles, and they did that onto the outside. I thought that was great. And then uh, Ace Austin doing the Fosbury flop, which was huge. Like, the amount of air he got on that was phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was a really cleverly done Ultimate X match. wasn't the wasn't, like, the craziest. It wasn't the, like, sort of scariest. It wasn't anything like that. But in terms of the way they used the stipulation in a tag team match and the fact that it was a surprise ending which was the most exciting thing for me I think really um you know made it sort of go from being a great a good match to being a, a great match um and yeah we'll just see where it goes for the motorship machine guns because like I said on commentary they lost the strong belt let's sorry the New Japan strong belts and then they've um not won the impact world tag team belts so we'll see where um you know things go for them as a team as well which was interesting um but yeah, good, great opener, great start to the show, absolutely. Oh, 100%. And, um, no, yeah, really excited to see where the impact um, yeah, tag team division does go from here. Um, so, like I said, from the, from the, you know, from the really, uh, from the, from the great wrestling to, I suppose, the comedy aspect. Um, so we had the Dirty Dango, Joe Henry and Santino Morella wrestling for the first time, I believe, since 2014. 13, I think they said on combat. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was certainly a while. Um, and a bit of a shout out as well to Santino. It has been announced that he will be in a six man tag against Lance, uh, there that's been announced. There'll be more details to follow as well on, on oh, social nice. media. So, um, so yeah, really good news that, that Santino's coming back to the UK. Um, and they, yeah, they beat it. They beat, uh, the design. Um, which obviously Dina, um, Alan Angels, Sammy Callahan, and and Big Con. Um, yeah, I thought um, with this, as you say, I think at the moment as well. What, again, what I will say, Joe Hendry, one of the most over superstars I find in Impact at the moment. So really interesting where he, well, how far they might try and push him because yeah, right now he is so over in Impact Wrestling. Um, so it really will be interesting to see what they do with him. But, um, yeah, as I say, um, yeah, it was a, um, yeah, obviously we saw in the, um, we sort of seen with the Sammy Callahan getting coerced into, uh, joining the design over the months. And then, yeah, we've seen them obviously, um, attack, well, Santino Moreno was obviously the, uh, I think, I'm trying to think what his job title was, the director of authority figure, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we've seen him be attacked, which forced him to sort of come out of retirement, um, with this, um, and yeah, so uh yeah, we saw and we saw Sammy obviously winning with the um uh obviously swear we saw that uh, Sammy Callahan and um obviously exposed did turn face, so actually did turn his back on the um uh, on the design. Um and then yeah, Santino with the winning with the um Cobra. What are your uh, thoughts on on this? I thought yeah, a bit, a bit of comedy but also um, yeah, I think a bit of comedy, but also the nice moment as well in terms of, um, you know, Santino getting the win in his first match back. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, um, I, th- I do need to say in terms of comedy, I think one of the things that I do find funny about Impact sometimes is, um, the names they give, this kind of a trend, kind of like yeah. the, the redevelopment, sorry, developmental thing where 
Impact kind of, we're going to give so, so we had No Way, who was once No Way Jose, and now we've got Fandango become Dirty Dango, <laughs> which for some reason just makes me laugh. So it was just like Dirty Dango, but um, so it's kind of part of the comedy for me. But yeah, I thought it was the crowd were loving it, and like we said, it's a variety thing. Joe Hendry was the complete star in this match. He's just you know, um, yeah, fantastic. You know, so charismatic. Um, he's a fantastic wrestler, um, and you know he. Um, helped to it, well, it, what what he did was he kind of brought in the element of wrestling, whereas the majority of it was kind of more of the comedy and sort of light-hearted aspect, you know. And um, I think Sammy Callahan as well. One uh, thing I did like as well, or, or one thing I do like about Impact as well, which um, the whole thing of the the baseball bat, which started years ago with uh, you know when he attacked Eddie Edwards, is still kind of running through with. Sammy Killa- sorry, Sammy Callahan yeah. as well. It's not like it's changed to like a steel chair or it's changed. So it's like the baseball bat is kind of his trademark, similar to Sting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a really, really fun match, and it was cool to see Santino's son there um, as well, which was nice for them to mention on commentary. And it was a, it was a nice thing. I think after it was cool that he was able to have a match uh, in Canada after obviously you know he um, like I said as well, which I didn't realize he'd had a. Um, a training facility in um, Canada for over 10 years and things so it's like he's, he's obviously uh, I think I believe it was a mixed martial arts um, gym and things so it was definitely a, a thank you to him for you know what he's done to with wrestling and it's cool that it was kind of a kickstart to kind of a reigniting of his career as well you know post WWE so I thought it was I thought it was a fun match and like I said I thought it was cool how they then integrated the Sammy Callahan thing in, so it led into the win. Um, so yes, yeah, so it was a nice story what they told. It was a good story match, if anything, definitely. No, I, c- I couldn't agree. Um, couldn't agree more with that. I think it's uh, definitely served its sort of purpose there. Uh, I think there's well, this does seem to happen with sort of stables the way they sort of yeah. I think we're going to slowly see the design maybe f- f- sort of phase out now. Uh, I think Anan Angels is now done with Impact. I think he's obviously uh, recently re-signed with uh, AEW. Um, so I um, yeah, I'm not. I've I think we're going to. Um, I think as well, it sort of reminds me a bit of how On and No More sort of came to an end. Uh, yeah. We sort of slowly saw them there. I think you'll probably get Dina and Kong going on their own separate way. Obviously, Callahan now, he might even go into a feud with Dina. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's probably where they'll go with um, with the design. I could be completely wrong. They may even get some new moment, the members in and stuff. It could even take off again. But I I just feel that they'll, it'll probably be the I think it probably has run its course as well. I think it slowly started to sort of run its course after Eric Young left. Um, so I think, yeah, we're going to probably see that coming to an end sooner rather than later. But more to the point, I do hope that Joe Hendra, I think he's one that could, I think they really, I think they will, I think they will notice to how over he is with the crowd at the moment. Obviously, we know he's very talented in the ring. I think, yeah, I, th- I think we could be seeing definitely a potential him really jumping up the card, be it in the, if it's in the X division or if it's in the main event scene. So, um, um, yeah, I think really is exciting times for, for Joe Hendry, I think, going forward as well. Yeah, um, it was cool as well to see that fan when he came down who got a giant uh, cut out of Joe Hendry's head as well. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> and he invited to him in the crowd um, when he came out. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think as well... The design have kind of, it's one of those things where much like with Bono Noir, they're a stable which, you know, are ready to 
I think it's time for them to split um, and just either come up with something fresh or do something else. And also just on on the point of design as well, um, I haven't heard how um, Joe Dorin currently is doing, um, who was a member of the Plant by Design when mm. uh, Eric Young was leading the group. But I know that um, he was, um, obviously he's in uh, remission because he sad well, unfortunately he found out he'd got cancer again. So, you know, I hope he does come back to Impact Wrestling because he is a fantastic wrestler and I would like to see him in a singles position as opposed to being as part of the design because he is one of my favourites and uh, it'd be cool to see him maybe come and sort of uh, fight against the design if he's, you know, when he is fit and healthy, hopefully. So, um, so yeah, so I think it's an um, interesting time for the, the design. Like you said, I, I see it going that way. We could be wrong. But I see it going that way. Sorry, that way where they go separate directions. Um, the T, uh, the stable. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, as well, we all do send our best wishes to um, yeah, to Joe Doran. Fingers crossed. Yeah, as he rightfully said, we get him back on uh, TV as soon as possible. But more importantly, we hope his health is absolutely at its best. And uh, as I said, we continue to wish him and his family all the uh, best in a speedy recovery. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, so we then saw, so on the, uh, well, speaking of violent brothers, uh, not violent brothers, on, um, on and no more, uh, the, uh, yeah, we had the last rights match. I think, like we talked about, but the crazy point of the, uh, the night, this was <laughs> certainly that, um, with, well, I actually thought someone was probably going to die in this, uh, the, way sort of, <laughs> the way they were sort of building this to go, uh, that someone was going to, but, uh, no, yeah, uh, PCO beated Eddie Edwards in the last rights match, uh, so this has been going on for quite a while now. Um, this feud, uh, obviously ever since the explosion of, um, of Honor No More. Um, and then, yeah, I think this was always going to sort of be, I suppose, the sort of the payoff to this storyline. Um, and I think, um, yeah, it sort of, I think it went in every way possible. You sort of had your, your hardcore elements, this. Um, I think, yeah, you, uh, obviously the shovel again sort of came back. We so, yeah, I feel like this was, yeah, sort of went as every bit as expected with this. Um, I, I did think we we're going to see a spot as well with sort of with the, with PCO's arm getting trapped, but him obviously just not feeling the pain for him just to, uh, yeah, then get emerged from the casket. And we did see that. So yeah, though, um, I think, as I say, every bit as expected, but I think in the correct sense as well. I think this was always going to be how it had to end. And, um, yeah, I just think um, yeah, the correct ending to a, I suppose a very long kind of um, storyline, which is again a bit like I think I suppose it's certainly run its course. These two, yeah, absolutely insane. This match is absolutely insane. <laughs> I love this thing. I absolutely love this match. This was one that surprised the hell out of me. I thought <laughs> I love PCO. Oh PCO yeah, no, is he's like, awesome. Yeah, to say how old he is, yeah, he's like in his fifties now. Like the fact that wrong side of fifty five. Yeah, like the stuff he can do and the stuff he does do is insane. And the fact that his character is so out there, but it just works. And the fact that he is genuinely, he's not playing a character. He is genuinely, I feel <laughs> he is genuinely insane. And it was just phenomenal. Like the the bit where his shoulder came out just absolutely terrified the <laughs> hell out of me. Like I know it was just. Mad, you know, and the bit where um he uh well he undid his shirt, didn't he? So then Eddie Edwards and him were having the slap fest and the open hand slaps, and it felt like it was the. This is kind of when you're like, this felt like the end of a 
of a long feud and one of those old school kind of going all out there and going to, you know, do it all kind of, you know, be all and end all. And, you know, PCO got busted open at the end, didn't he, with the, um, was it a DD? Oh, no, it was the um, Boston knee party, wasn't it, on the on the ramp, which then I think his head ended up hitting the um, the casket, I believe, PCO uh, as well. That was crazy. Um, but I just thought it was a, I just thought it was a fantastic, crazy, like hardcore casket match, really. Last rights match, isn't it? But I thought it was great. I just thought it was brilliant, and it just really, really um, over delivered more than I didn't know what to expect going in. But I certainly didn't expect that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Honestly, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, no, absolutely. And um, again, from the craziness to the well, the yeah, I suppose the the biggest wrestling point, I suppose, of the night in terms of uh, if you want to see a tr- like a proper old school mid card, just three incredible wrestlers going at it. Then you had this. This is the match for you. Um, three way elimination match for the X division title. Trey Miguel against Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bailey. Um, as I say, it's uh, this. I think. Even just saying this alone, you don't really need to sort of go into detail to try and sell this. I think the, the three men involved just sort of speaks for itself. But um, no, really, really enjoyable match as it as expected. Um, some really cool spots in this. I thought throughout. Um, again, I think Mike Bailey. I think they're just so lucky. Well, him and Griff, they're just so lucky to have. Well, sort of. Um, well, both men sort of um, contracted to it. To obviously to impact. Especially as given Gresham, there was a lot of talk about where he was going to go following the end of uh, Ring of Honor. So no, I, th- I know he's had a few sort of um, personal issues, uh, which he has alluded to really this week actually on social media. So uh, really glad that he's doing okay now. Um, and um, no, I thought just overall, just a yeah, a really sort of fun, enjoyable match, which was going to be the way. And I'm, I, I, again, I'm, I was, uh, I wasn't so surprised, but um, I suppose more not surprised, but I couldn't really call a winner of this um, of who was going to win because I, I probably wouldn't have begrudged anyone winning it. But um, I suppose in sort of elimination in a free way sort of elimination match, you can probably get away with the heel sort of coming out on top in that way. And um, which is obviously what they've done with with Trey Miguel coming out on top. But uh, as I say, enjoyable match. And um, when it does feature two, as I say, my favorite wrestlers in the industry, it was always going to, yeah, I think to deliver, certainly for my expectations as well. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Gresham is my favorite wrestler in the industry. So I was (laughs) kind of rooting for him. Um, Gutted he got, Gutted he got uh, hit with the, I knew when Trey Miguel went up to the the turnbuckle and he had him in the um, figure four, I just knew. Meteor is on its way, and it was, and I was gutted. But um, but yeah, it took for me. It just took a little bit. Uh, it just took them a little bit of a few moments to sort of feel each other out. But once they did, it was brilliant. I loved the bit where Trey Miguel went onto the ramp, and then he came back, and then they moved out of the way. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> I thought that was a really clear. And Trey Miguel's got great facial expressions. He's come on so much. Like he's just a phenomenal, um, a phenomenal wrestler. Um. And yeah, the stuff these guys were doing was outstanding. I can, I can put all three of them are just un, unbelievable. And I mean, Mike Bailey is just, he's such a unique talent in the sense of the stuff he's able to do is just so out, out of, you know, the realms of the norm. He's very, um, you know, unique in what he does. And, um, you know, I, I do agree with you that the heel winning with the, um, with the roll up or the, the heel champion with the roll up was a really clever way for, Trey to you know hold on to the belt and everything and I love the other thing as well about this match what 
I did like is um you know the the tail of the tape what did at the beginning of this match specifically because like you just said I, I couldn't I wanted Gresham to win but then again I didn't know who was going to win but when you looked at the tail of the tape and sort of the stats of what they were given they were very very evenly matched out in terms of the sorry the, the statistics they were giving so it was kind of like you really didn't know which way this was going to go so I think that really helped to give that level of um you know mystery into it and just intrigue but um but yeah you know all three of them you know fantastic good gone Jonathan Gresham didn't win I'm still going to be annoyed that's my that's my moon <laughs> but I am pleased that his um you know his personal um situation his personal yeah. life is a lot better thankfully because like I said um He's a he's a great wrestler, and um, you know, I just am really excited to see where he, Mike Bailey, and Trey Miguel are going to go in the company because they're all just there are. The other thing as well, I will say before we move on, is that what I love about uh, the X division specifically is that all three of these wrestlers have completely different styles, yeah, completely different disciplines, but they all meshed brilliantly together and just work so well with one another. Um, and I think that's the great beauty of the X Division. So like you were saying earlier about Joe Hendra, you know, bringing someone like him into the X Division is another way. You know, he can go in so many different directions and, you know, it really worked well in that regard. Um, so, yeah, so I thought, again, it was another, you know, fantastic match. Just uh, just annoyed that Jonathan Gresham got eliminated. Even first, it would have been all right for one <laughs> second. I wouldn't have minded that. But, um, but, yeah, but no, fantastic stuff. See, I'm, I'm a little bit like you, but I think for me, I've always had. See, I've always been such a massive fan of Mike Bailey because I remember when he used to um, because I used to, when I used to um, go to my local company, Riptide Wrestling. Um, some of the matches he had there were just incredible and uh, yeah. so I've been just a huge, I've always got that soft spot for him the fact that he was a bit of a regular there I know because obviously this was during the period where he couldn't wrestle in the United States as well um, so he was doing obviously a lot of the UK scene and he was considered one of the mate obviously a huge star kind of but uh, even once I think I, I dragged a friend along who has no interest in wrestling whatsoever uh, <laughs> there but he was like oh I think I sold I just simply sold it on oh you can have a few it's only a, it's only a, I think it was only about what I think about 10-15 pounds to get in and um we can just have beers watching it and i think that's what sold him on a on that as, as an easy enough sell and i said oh, at least you have some entertainment as well and he goes yeah why not and he was like i love this guy and it was mike bailey and uh yeah he was like oh, um yeah he goes that was my favorite match i think i've ever he goes there yeah he said he absolutely adored that match with mike bailey i've got he was actually wrestling that i want to say it might have been cara Noor from from progress i think it was uh yeah yeah, he was well. He was a huge Mike Bailey fan. Put it that way. So if he can get yeah. some a random person who's got no interest in wrestling to become a fan, then you're obviously doing something right, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely completely agree with that. And if you are going to become a fan of uh, one particular wrestler or wrestling, then you know, you, um, Mike Bailey is definitely a you know a great wrestler to become a fan of. You know, I couldn't uh, you know think of someone better. So um, that's that's really cool though. Um, so yeah, so we'll. Well, at least we're both in the same, yeah. kind of like I said earlier on between, you know, um, Trey Miguel's kind of the, uh, the, the, uh, I don't know, Switzerland in this situation. In that we're yeah, both but I, I, love, I, I do like, I love Trey Miguel. I really, I think he's actually really embraced and really actually taken on, I think being this sort of the cocky hills actually really suited his, um, yeah, I think he's been excellent as the cocky hill character. Yeah, I agree. I think he's definitely been able to, um, come into his own I think it's also allowed him to you know show again this is one of these situations where you know both of the uh, rascals 
obviously left goes to WWE Wesley and uh, um, Zachary events uh, went sorry so Trey Miguel kind of decided to stay so it was sort of being able to come out of that shell wasn't it and he's been able to you know he's worked hard and he's got to where he is now and he's he's a you know a fantastic um, talent you know and he's just grown and he continues to grow so um, yeah I just uh, it was a like I said a really fun um, three way with three guys who you know, three of the best in the world right now with a right, well, best in the world and just great at what they do in terms of their own unique ways of wrestling. So, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I was just, fingers crossed that we get some more um, you know, great matches of these three and impact as well going forwards. Um, up next was the match I was kind of looking forward to the most in a way, uh, just for the whole sort of the shenanigans, I guess, of it all. Um, so it was the, the Hardcore War, so it was Team Tommy Dreamer, um, f- featuring obviously Tommy Dreamer, Frankie Kazarian, Killer Kelly, uh, sorry if I pronounced these wrong, Yui Yamura, and um, Guja, um, Bupinda Guja, against uh, Team Bully Ray, so obviously Bully Ray, Brian Myers, Kenny King, Masha Slamovich, and Moose. Um, yeah, so we've seen obviously Dreamer and Bully Ray have this sort of rivalry since Bob kind of Bully Ray came back in and turned obviously his back on, well, well, basically said he was a face then turned heel on Josh Alexander, then, uh, him and sort of Dreamer have been going back and forth. We saw the point where they were going to have a handshake at the, uh, at Sacrifice, um, when they had a busted open in the ring, uh, but obviously we saw, yeah, Bully Ray just acting like a, Back to not Buddy Ray basically throwing a coffee or whatever into his face and then, uh, yeah, attacking Dreamer. So it led to this. Um, and then, yeah, we got T- Team Dreamer did come out on top. Obviously, we had the usual with the, um, uh, we obviously had the usual with the, with a, uh, well, I forgot what they're called, uh, Hotch and Skyler coming out to try and help Buddy Ray. So obviously had the, the, the numbers of answers at one point, but, um, I, I mean, I love five and five matches, but I thought this was really sort of cool. The other hardcore war, really enjoyable. I thought the right people got the the right amount of time in the match as well. Um, I thought some people came out looking great. I mean, Killer Kelly really loved how she came out looking with this, especially with the uh, staple gun sort of spots. Uh, but she, I think, she, I think there's matches where you can almost go from. Uh, almost going into look like a star I mean I don't want to say that too sort of extreme but I really did get that vibe that they impact really have got a major star on their hands here um, if she's doing this as well not only to obviously not even to uh, mention the fact that this is obviously with with men as well in the match given she was going up against the men so yeah. um, I think really really yeah impact have got a, a big star on their hands here they, they can really build into one for sure um, and um, yeah, as well, Frankie Kazarian, I thought, again, looking just looking brilliant, I thought, throughout this. Um, but, yeah, no, overall, all in all, really, really enjoyable. And, I'm, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad the face has got the, got the win as well. I didn't enjoy this. <laughs> it went on way too long for me. Oh, just, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah... I, I mean, I, I can see your point about it being. I can see your point about it being too long. I think for me, it was. I think it was put in at the right point to try and defend it. I think the thing, it was pointed, put in at the right possible yeah, point yeah. of the show. I think before the two main event matches, uh, post the really good, obviously, you, you, yeah, the X division match. I think you're right, but yeah, it's, I, so I can see you saying the fact that it's the longest point of the show is. Should it really be that? 
I just, I don't know. I think I'm just, for me, it's more just, um, like I was just saying, you know, we've got, you know, guys like Trey Miguel and this is kind of me on my soapbox in a sense, but I'm not saying it was a bad match by any means, by any means. I, I thought Killer Kelly and, uh, Masha Slamovich were phenomenal in this match. I thought they were the, sta- the two standouts for me in this contest. They were, and say as well, this show is interesting because there wasn't really a strong, by the main event, there wasn't a strong showing by the uh, knockouts. Normally we'll see sort of a knockout match here or there, but there was only one. So this kind of was there uh, outside of the pre-show with the Impact Knockouts title uh, match. But it was phenomenal to see Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich not only wrestle each other, but what they were doing with the, the men in the match. I thought they really yep. were fantastic. They were the standouts for me. I thought they were incredible but for me it's just the whole thing and like I said I don't watch Impact regularly but it's just like for me Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray it's like I've seen this kind of stuff for years and I'd rather watch you know Moose and Kenny King and Kazarian and you know Yuya Yamura and those guys more so than these two I just feel it kind of it for me they've just had the time in a sense and and I get it like I know that it's a storyline and all that, but for me, I'm just kind of, I'd rather see the more young talents coming up and stuff. And it would have been cool for me. What I was thinking was it would have been cool if they'd kind of done a different approach to it rather than it being like a hardcore war, maybe. And they'd done like a sort of, um, elimination sort of survivor series thing where it was like team yeah. Billy against team dreamer, maybe, but then like have the, maybe that would have been a bit for me anyway, just for what I was thinking but wasn't a I I didn't it wasn't a bad match and I loved that the other thing I did love and I thought was fantastic was the bit with the referees where they were all beating down and bullying yeah yeah that was hilarious that was one of the hottest uh, reactions of the crowd throughout the entire show I loved that I thought that was brilliant um (laughs) but it just like I said, it was more than, as silly as it sounds, it was more the involvement of Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray. Everyone else I was fine with, but it was just, I don't know. I think I've just seen it too much now. And you just I know what you mean. the saturation of that kind of, for me. But then no, again, you, you know. You are right. It has been done to the death, this rivalry. I mean, um, I, I, yeah, it definitely has. Um, I just think... For me, I just think they've just, they've just done it on quite a bait. I think the basic storylines have just been there. I think between the two, um, I, I, they haven't sort of splattered it all across the product. Um, oh yeah, it had this main event, then I, I would wouldn't be, I would completely wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, I just feel like I don't know. I feel like I feel like the fact they did manage to get as a lot of other wrestlers involved with this uh, was good. But yeah, I do hope now, yeah, is the time that I hope this doesn't continue and I hope we don't, don't see the payoff as Tommy Dreamer versus Bully. I don't know at the next pay per view. I think then that would be completely overstretching it and giving them a place on the card over others, I think would be a bit stupid. Um, yeah. so I, I hope it's, that's that now sort of thing. Um, that being said, I would still like to see Bully keep his boat cards thinking as a heel he's one of the, still one of the best in the business as a as a heel that you just want to punch basically yeah so. he's, he's fantastic at that role um that's probably why he's kind of like that old school kind of like um thing but um but yeah i i agree with you i think you know this should be this should be it i think if there's anything else after this it's kind of um too much i think you've just got to kind of think this was a great ending you know, call it a day here, and then if there's anything after, then I'll just think, you know, what's kind of prompted this. <laughs> yeah, no, def- absolutely, definitely. 
Um, yeah, and then obviously moving on to the two um, uh, main event matches. Uh, so first up was for the vacant Men's Impact World Championship. Um, so Steve Macklin against uh, Kushida. Um, obviously, again, like I mentioned at the start of the show, was originally going to be Josh Alexander versus Steve Macklin, but Kushida, who obviously scored a win over Macklin at the show before WrestleMania, well, over the WrestleMania weekend, got the spot um, to obviously wrestle Macklin for the title. Uh, before the match as well, we'll add Nick Aldis made his return to Impact, coming out as a guest commentator, and also announced that when he got on the commentator, the first thing he said was he's agreed, agreed a new deal with Impact Wrestling and, and his back, basically. Um, so really great to see him back, first and foremost. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I said there was a lot of talk about where he potentially going. There was, a lot of it was gathering that like, Tension was going to go to WWE with that sort of picking up um, a bit of um, rumours. But, um, yeah, it's Impact Wrestling's chosen destination. Um, and, um, yeah, match itself, really enjoyable. I thought, as like we mentioned about having the big fight feel to it, I thought they got that down to, to a T. Um, we, I know me and you have been saying on the show for, for years, I think with Steve Macklin, I think if you look at success stories from all the, the, the mass releases in WWE over the COVID, the, the year, I know we're not going to go into that too detail. We know everyone obviously knows my thoughts about all those releases, but there is some success stories in all of it. If you look for a positive and Macklin's definitely one, he's really sort of gone on to sort of as a, as a solo competitor and he's, yeah, in a way, become a star in Impact. Yeah. I think his his stock has certainly risen by thanks to Impact Wrestling, and now he he is the Impact World Champion. Whether again, I, well, I, I don't know what the plans were. Whether the plan was for him to actually beat Josh Alexander, I don't know. Um, but the fact that he was either going to be either way in the main event, wrestling Alexander was obviously good enough. But the fact now that yeah, he is actually the champion, um, will be the champion going forward. Uh, by beating Kushida, obviously, yeah, really good for his career. Kushida again as well, great to see him in the main event. Obviously, we had some had a sort of an indifferent time on NXT in terms of obviously many people not getting used properly. Um, but yeah, this was a, uh, an enjoyable match, big fight, feel as I say to it, and in my opinion, they got the the correct winner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know the the Steve Macklin has just grown so much in impact again he's one of these people who being taken out of the shackles of wwe was probably the best thing for his progression and his career and you know you can see that now because he's the impact champion whether that would have happened with josh alexander being champion i I don't know but regardless you know he has constantly wrestled fantastic matches and built up to this point where he is the champion now and it was a great story what they told in the video package and you know, I think him and Kushida definitely, um, you know, had a great, from the video package, had a great sort of feud going into it. And the, um, the way they played off one another was brilliant as well. You know, I, I think Kushida's one of the, um, again, we talk about best wrestlers in the world. He has been for several years. I mean, I've watched him for years, Kushida. And, you know, one of the things I love about him is his, um, use of, sort of psychology and I loved how he kept going for the arm you know throughout it and it was kind of like you know going for the uh, hoverboard lock and I love that kind of um sort of uh blood to the sharks kind of thing where it's like he finds an opening and then he'll just you know go for it and it and it, I just love that about him and 
Um, I just thought they meshed really, really well. And I thought this match, considering, like you just said, the um, unique situation of Alexander having to relinquish the bell and, you know, the two of them being the number one contenders, I thought it was a really, really nicely put together match. And, you know, I didn't know as well who was actually going to come out for the... Sometimes when you hear about guest commentators, you know, because I didn't want, I didn't look at any spoilers beforehand for this show because I wanted them to stay a surprise. Um, so I didn't know that Nick Aldis did come out, but I am pleased he has come out uh, and he is part of Impact again because um, he, I did follow the NWA during his time when he was the world champion and he did such an amazing job at building his stock, you know, and his uh, sort of credibility as a wrestler. British wrestler, you know, British NWA world champion and everything, that I felt he was being wasted for so long, but I feel he made the right decision going back to Impact. I mean, he could have gone to WWE, but then you think, well, where would he have ended up? And with Vince coming in charge again, you know, what would have come of it with the reputation British wrestler? I mean, it's slightly changed with, you know, recent years, but you never know. So it was cool seeing Nick Aldis back in... uh, impact and you know on commentary and stuff i thought that was really cool as well so yeah i thought it was a really great semi joint main event of this pay-per-view and uh congrats to steve macklin winning the world title you know thoroughly deserved yeah 100 percent, and obviously post yeah post-match um with uh scott demore handing macklin the title or demand as macklin demanding it get handed to him he did actually take a cheap shot on macklin which saw Aldis coming in, so you'd like to think that's the first feud set up uh, between Macklin and Nick Aldis uh, for the title. Um, so, yeah, I can't really complain about that first feud for Macklin. Certainly a, a pretty good one, and that should be quite a good. Um, I think that'd be a quite a good sort of a yeah feud between two, sort of around a similar size as well uh, the two two men. So I think that would be a, quite a cool first um, feud going forward. Well, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. And I think it'll be great now as well because, you know, with, like I said, Aldis being a full-time member of Impact as well, it'll be interesting to see how, um, you know, things pan out because with him being previously part of the NWA, he was kind of more of a, um, sort of attraction sort of coming in because he, but now obviously things have, have changed for him. It's, um, interesting to see whether they'll build, we're waiting for Josh Alexander to come out, uh, you know, away from, uh, well, be cleared from injury, sorry. You know, it could be a nice little program they uh they put together and like you said, they're both similar size and similar in the sense of that the two wrestlers who have, you know, grown through the impact system and but, you know, have been able to um both world champions now, but also the two wrestlers who um, you know, have lots of potential to take impact in a different another different direction and an interesting direction you know um so definitely interesting to see how that'll play out especially with you know the thought of josh alexander being on the sidelines and when he comes back into to the actual you know fray as well how he'll you know um fit into it and stuff or what they'll do in that regard as well so yeah i think it's going to be an exciting time with steve macklin being the uh you know, world champion, definitely. Yeah, 100%. And, um, yeah, really excited to see where they, where they go from here with that, with the, uh, um, yeah, main event time. And, um, yeah, it was for the, let's say, for the vacant uh, knockouts division title uh, between, uh, yeah, Jordan Grace and Diana Perrazzo. Um 
I feel like with this as well, it's sort of different to the sort of the matches we've seen in the past. As we now have got the face turned by Diana Perazzo, it was sort of a different element to it. Um, it was obviously, yeah, we didn't have the sort of the standard babyface versus, um, or the babyface versus heel. A really sort of, um, good sort of, yeah, back and forth match. Um, I thought the best match we've seen from the two as well, uh, in one on one, in one on one action. Um, yeah. Really enjoyable main events. Again, like we said about the big fight feel. Um, I thought, yeah, it was just, um, yeah, really enjoyable, um, match. Certainly, as I say, the best match between the two that we've seen. And, um, yeah, Diana Perazzo came out on top with the win. And then we saw after the match, um, yep, yeah, handshake between the two. Good competition now. So I think it seems as well reading reports that, Jordan Grace could be on her way out of Impact. Is now officially a free agent. I'm hearing from some reports. So I watch this space from from now. I know this has been the case with her in the past, and she's ended up re-signing with um, Impact. I know that she's always been obviously one of the biggest women and one of the biggest females name in the uh, in the industry. So I'm sure there'll be interest from both parties, WWE and AEW, to try and get her. Um, remains to be seen where she'll go, and. Um, and then, yeah, um, Diana Perazzo, the champion again. I'm, I'm really excited now about her as the babyface. Obviously, we've seen her before, certainly during the sort of the low, the lockdown, the COVID era, when she was the champion. She was obviously the, the, the sort of the sneaky heel. Now she's, yeah, as a babyface, sort of a different sort of, um, yeah, a bit of a different sort of style now with her as the champion. Um, so, but yeah, overall, a really enjoyable main event, I thought. Yeah, I thought this was fantastic. I, you know, both these, I love both these wrestlers, female wrestlers so much. I think Diana Perazzo is absolutely my favourite female, uh, female wrestler. I think she's, as I said previously before on the podcast, but she reminds me very much of, um, you know, the old school kind of NWA sort of style in that she's, um, as a male comparison, but because I feel she's very similar, um, if, people have ever seen Nick Bockwinkle from the AWA um she's very what she's great as is that she's um the way she carries herself is so kind of um sort of graceful to say the least but also no pun intended to Jordan Grace but the thing is is as well that she's got so many ways she can finish a match or so many ways she can you know inflict damage and so many ways she uses the ring to her advantage that it's just a she's just so fantastic in the ring it's just like a you know an education and and jordan and the two of them jordan grace as well i mean stuff jordan grace can do you know she's a a freak in terms of you know uh, her strength and her you know um you know her power she's able to you know produce under athleticism you know she's a fantastically athletic wrestler and i mean the finish as well again talk out of, out of yeah. nowhere you know the pile driver which looked vicious you know when it came mm. and it was a great finish you know um to the match and the respect at the end you know the handshake and you know great sportsmanship from both of them you know um and you could tell it meant a big deal to both of them you know you could tell this is what i mean it was a it was a big moment for both of them because obviously um mickey james had to relinquish the belt so i thought it was a really really great end to the show and the crowd were into it and you know they showed respect and you know i thought it was i thought it was great and you know it's interesting as well because i was doing a bit of research and it's actually um i didn't realize but diana perrazzo and uh, steve macklin are actually um husband and wife so i believe 
they're actually uh, one of the few husband and wife um, at, at the same time tag yeah. uh, male and female um, you know champions in a in a company at the same time. So I didn't realise they were um, husband and wife until I did research after the show. So that's pretty cool as well. Um, although obviously it's not mentioned directly on camera. Um, so yeah, I like that as well. I, I, I thought that that was good. Given obviously one's a heel and now one's a babyface, I think that would have been a little bit stupid. So had they yeah. sort of embraced <laughs> on camera at the end. So I'm glad they've. I, I think they just do. I think it's just the common sense approach or something like this. The fact. Yeah, that definitely. Let them do whatever they want on social media. At the end of the day, it's their life, and social media shouldn't always be too. Uh, there should be obviously a bit of a thing of obviously not going too into your storylines, but equally. Obviously, not wrecking store runs on there as well, but you know what I mean. There's got to be a fine. You're allowed to have your personal life in terms of family and whatnot. Um, but yeah, and then equally, don't allow it to creep in onto the TV where it's going to affect storylines. So I just think that they've got it. Just I think common sense is just the answer with these things. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's that's the thing. It's just being professional into it and just um, you know doing the like you said, doing the business in hand and everything. You know, but it was just a cool little tidbit when I was just looking at, at notes but um just for the show and everything. But um yeah, once again, you know, like her husband Steve Macklin, you know, congratulations to Diana Perazzo, you know, for winning the, the belt and after a you know phenomenal uh reigns previously, I'm hoping this is a long, you know, reign as well and that she's able to, you know, take the belt, you know, to exponential heights and, you know, wherever Jordan Grace goes, you know, uh if she is leaving impact that is, you know, best of luck to Jordan as well. Um, you know, she's definitely got um, you know, all the credentials to be an asset in any wrestling company which she, you know, chooses to be part of. Um and it was just a great end to a really, you know, really great show once again from Impact. You know, I thought it was just such a great ending and it felt such a feel good ending you know i left it finished it thinking wow it's a really good show minus like i said Tommy dreamer and bully ray which I think, <laughs> we'll agree to disagree only on yeah, that no, but, no. but i thought it was a fantastic show and uh, you know i just liked that there was the sportsmanship element at the end and you know a sports person uh element at the end it was a really great show and i'm really pleased that you know the right people um won the belts at the end and uh yeah great yeah, I, I agree with that, and I think uh, I think as well. Which again, I always say this about Impact is it just got such a simple, easy, pleasant watch. I think, but um, I think as well as coming out of this is there's obviously lots of optimistic about going forward of Impact Wrestling. I think there was a good interview as well with Frankie Kazarian I saw doing the rounds on um uh, on Twitter over the weekend about him saying about that he believes Impact's in an incredible position of what it where it has, and he goes, "What's even more impressive is." The fact they're in a really good place I mean, at the moment, given the fact there's not just one, but there's two much bigger companies than them at the moment. They've obviously always had WWE being a lot bigger than them. Um, but now the fact that obviously they've got AEW on the scene as well, which is a lot bigger. The fact that they are still holding their own, they are still producing sort of good pay-per-views, good good weekly shows. Uh, and I think as well, a lot of the time, in fact, it is just they're getting a run by. We're just doing sort of simple good sort of booking and again they've had obviously the odd gems with storylines and I think the Mickey James last radio was one of the best well female storylines in all of the wrestling industry if you ask me last year to be honest with you so um, I think yeah just I think a lot of credit has to go to sort of the management Scott Demore in particular yeah absolutely I agree I think Scott Demore is one of the best um, you know best bookers um, going and it was cool as well to see the um, 
Liverpool um, sort of anthem uh, team there watching the show as well, showing they are genuinely invested in the com- you know, in the company. And um, you know, I thought it was a really cool thing. And I think as well for me, um, one thing about Impact, what a lot of people are very um, critical of, but it's something which um, I sort of stick by is that um, you know, Impact's been around for. 20 years they've had so many ups and downs they've had so many um you know so much criticism thrown at them unnecessary the majority of the time um but they've always they're a company which people want to work for you know they're a company which are producing fans want to go and watch the shows of and they've got a fantastic roster you know i mean this show in particular like you've said about variety it showed just how many great wrestlers there are in um you know impact and, it, and and the one thing i would say compared with AEW is that impact never feels kind of um it never feels uh, it did well no it doesn't it doesn't feel oversaturated like it feels like they've got a great pool of talent who they're able to utilize in the best way possible AEW, much like wwe sometimes feels like they've got so many talents from just trying to get them all visual and seen and relevant is a really hard task to do. Whereas it feels like with Impact, they've got a really great, um, you know, direction with Scott Demar and with the the uh, just everything. You know, even the commentary as well. I thought the commentary was fantastic on the show. You know, everything the production. Yeah. I just think they're in a. Re- I think they're just in a really solid, great place, and I just think that the. You know, 2023 with the uh, partnership with New Japan and you know the um, just the talent pool they've got access to and the um, the interesting factor that they're starting this well I say post WrestleMania season but you know like the spring season with two new champions as well major champions in the company is a fresh perspective as well. It's an exciting thing to go with. So yeah, I completely agree that you know. It's always an enjoyable watch watching impact. It never, um, there's always, like I said at the beginning, there's always something to surprise you. There's always something which, you know, um, you expect will be great. And there's always something which, you know, you leave feeling happy. Um, so yes, I'll definitely agree with you on that front. Absolutely. And, um, yes, I think that's the next impact pay per view will be in July, I think for Slammiversary. Obviously they'll have their, um, They'll obviously have their their usual monthly uh, sort of shows. Um, I believe they they have. I've forgotten what the next one is, but um, yeah, they obviously have their usual monthly ones. But their next pay per view, uh, July from Slammiversary. I think we we did this prediction last time. Just a quick one before we wrap up. But um, if you would say now, what do you, what would you say from from the men's and women's? What do you reckon their title matches will be at Slammiversary in July? Well, that's an interesting question, um, especially considering. I think definitely it'll be, unless Josh Alexander comes back from injury, which I doubt will be so soon, I think it'll definitely be Steve Macklin against um, against Nick Aldis. I think they'll build that up slowly up to um, Slammiversary, definitely. Um, and in the female situation, I think they'll go with um, Gian Perrazzo. With Jordan Grace gone, it's a bit more difficult, but maybe, because like you were saying earlier on, because they really did put a lot of um, spotlight on her, I think it'll definitely be Diana Perrazzo against Killer Kelly, if not sooner. Um, because I think that you know Killer Kelly's definitely on the rise, as is Masha Slamovich. Um, but both of them, 
I mean, you know, Masha Slamovich is currently the GCW world champion, so, you know, they, mm. they both have a lot of, uh, you know, stock behind them. But, yeah, I would definitely go with those two. How, how about you in that regard? Who would you go for? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think Killer Kelly's a good shout. Um, yeah, I think Killer Kelly's a good shout for the women's one, uh, for sure. Um it depends how quickly they get round to Nick Aldis. I mean, whether they will, as, as you said, whether they will stretch it all the way out, given they've already started the uh, the build, so to speak. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't see Josh Alexander being back in time for that. I think that will probably be more bound for glory time um, at best. I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm not an expert with his injury. I really don't know. Um, yeah, I think it will probably be. I mean, there's there's obviously options here. They've got which is a good situation to be in. But um, I know I'm going to make a bold prediction. I'm going to go Joe Hendry. I just think oh, well. I, I think he's so over at the moment. I think I've got a feeling they might strike while the iron's hot. I think they might test the waters again in the next couple of when that the next couple of shows and stuff and see what other crowds' reactions are like. But I think if you've got such an over superstar. Why not go for it? I really, yeah. I said, I said this thing with WWE, which winds me up, um, in terms of giving the people what they want. Not so necessarily win the title, but I just think test the waters in the main event. And, um, as I say, I, I think you're right. Aldis is probably what they'll do, but why we call it a prediction? I just think it, prediction is Joe Hendry because my heart says. Yeah. I think that's a really good shout as well. Two British wrestlers as well, which is really cool. You know, I think, uh, it's definitely, you know, going to be exciting to see how, you know, it pans out with um, them on the way to Slammiversary, definitely. So I think that's um, completely, uh, see it, well, I can see that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's, um, yep, uh, we've got time for this evening. So really, really enjoyed reviewing the, uh, well, I always enjoy reviewing the Impact pay-per-views with yourself. Um, yeah, it's great to have you on as always. I uh, just hope that hopefully it won't be such a big break um, until we next have you on. Uh, no, so, hopefully not. Yeah, uh, as I say, always welcome on any time, mate. And um, as I say, fingers crossed that uh, Impact keeps delivering, and uh, as do other, as, as do the other promotions that we love. Um, yeah. Um, anything else you want to discuss before we call it a, call it a day? No, just once again, just thank you for having me on. Um, and yeah, definitely make a point of I've still got to complete the sort of. Uh, Quadrilogy, I've got to. Watch. Yes, I've got to review an AEW the, the, yeah. show. That's the only one I've not done, so I need to review an AEW show at some point. Um, but that will hopefully come in the future. Um, well, there's double, yeah. double or nothing, and the weekend of double or nothing and Night of Champions, I think it is. So there's a WWE and a uh, impact uh, and a, sorry and an AEW pay per view that weekend. So uh, I think we might need the more the help we can get for that. So maybe yeah. that one. end of May. So I shall I shall do my best to uh, make sure <laughs> to um to be there to uh, support on that one and um yeah just once again just fantastic you know being a, a just fantastic show from Impact and just thank you once again for inviting me on it's always a pleasure to be you know reviewing wrestling with you yourself Nick and just you know to be able to do it so thank you no my pleasure and um as I say thank you for everyone for listening and we will see you soon. <laughs>